What Do You Do? The Delusional Soccer Podcast. What do you do? A soccer delusion shared by two brothers in close association. Welcome in. You are listening to What Do You Do for some odd reason. We are back for our third season, our third go at it. We're like, eh, two seasons, not enough. More delusion. This is What Do You Do second. Second go. Second full season. We did have... Season one was... Uh, I think we started like February the first time around. Um, and listen, sure. it's uh, September and the Premier League season is upon us and that is weird in every way. But the, the infamous 2020-2021 Premier League season... So close is to not it. getting set to start. And we're going to talk a little bit about it. We're going to go yeah. through uh, some table predictions. I can't imagine we're going to really go through like 9th through 15th because that's a guessing game. But we'll talk uh, who it we think is going to take the title, who's you know going to finish top four European qualification, and then who is doomed. Um, we'll talk a little transfer news. Who won the transfer window? Spoiler alert: It's Chelsea. Um, <laughs> it was and almost. Man City almost had a sneak. You know, almost snuck in there. Little little Lunasic. Yeah, that's that's true. Uh, we did. Um, you know, the day of recording here, we do have the news that Leo Messi will stay at Barcelona, but still very likely that we see him join Man City. Um, a lot of free transfer next summer. Leo Messi for free. Like that's still a best a, best case scenario for Pep though is he wins the Champions League this upcoming season. Yeah. And then he can get Messi and it's not like cuz the you know the narrative once he goes yeah. to City it's going to be oh look at Pep got Messi again if he wins it's because of Messi. It's not I mean, down to Pep. He he literally hasn't won the Champions League without him. So It's a I mean no, it's a fair I mean it's yeah. a fair narrative. Um, that's what I'm saying. Best case scenario for him is he, he gets that Champions League this season. Then they get Messi. If I'm Messi, I'd be pretty pissed, though, because, like, yeah. that's where he wanted to go. And uh-huh. he wanted to win. Uh, Barcelona's going to be a shit show next season. It's going to be so fucking weird. Like, Luis Suarez leaving to yeah. join Juventus. Um, yeah, and, of course, he'll be asked about the... I'm sure he, he'll at some point be asked about the comparison between the two players. Yeah, yeah. Most most definitely, because I mean, there's not a lot of people that get to play with both Cristiano Ronaldo and Leo Messi. Um, who are some Who are some notables that have have their? Well, um, I know Paula Dybala is Messi's international teammate and right, Ronaldo's club the... teammate. Yeah, so there's um, that, and then I'm sure there's like, I guess there's probably I guess Messi has probably played with some Portuguese. Yeah, I would. Players. I would guess that Gerard Piquet was probably at Manchester United while Ronaldo was there. Um, yeah, so there's another. one. I don't know yeah. that a hundred percent sure. Um, that's just dating back a little too far for me. But um, it's not. It's not a long list of players. Um, maybe next week I'll fucking pull up the list because why? Why would I do it now? I don't want to. That's Fair? not. This, that's not what this is about. No, this is about we're about to set up our. Fantasy NFL teams. That's why we're called. Well, I I did want to say because we have we've had the conversation about with our you know between us and also our friends about doing NFL fantasy, which I really like. I'll forgot, do it, but forgot I don't it. forgot I don't, about football. <laughs> I don't care. Yeah. Um. But like, I'm gonna say it right now. I'm gonna pull it up right now. We're doing fantasy Premier League this year. Oh yeah, no doubt about it. We have to. Um. So, I don't know who else is going to be involved with that, but you and I need to do it. We'll post the link on on Twitter for, for anybody to join, really. But, um, yeah, that's something that that's I want to get idea. into. It's something that I want to get that, into. Yeah, that's exciting. That's yeah. ex- that. So, to talk about that, like, Fantasy Premier League excites me. Yeah. When you say fantasy football, I'm like, meh. I, I literally, I, 
like you could punch me in the face and I would be like, uh, thank you for doing that. You could invite me to fantasy football. I'd be like, why the fuck did you do this to me? Yeah. Like Nikki, Nikki had said to me, she's like, oh, like I'm going to, um, I'm doing it for work. So like, I'm going to need your help. And I was like, what am I going to do? Yeah. I, like, I know nothing. I was like, I guess I know more than you, but I yeah. know nothing. Then. Give me fantasy Premier League, please. <laughs> Um, so let's take a look real quick at the first week of um, Premier League fixtures. Manchester City and Manchester United, because of their involvement in the uh, Champions League and in the Europa League um, at the end of the, the campaign, they will not play the first week. So um, that's a bit of a weird scenario. We're already, um, we're already getting into the weird shit. We're already getting into the weird coronavirus, uh, you know, obscurities. On... Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we start off on Saturday, September 12th, the first uh, fixture of the season, a London derby, Fulham returning to the Premier League after one season away. They host Arsenal. Then the two 10 o'clock fixtures are going to be Crystal Palace and Southampton and West Ham, Newcastle. Then for the second straight season, Liverpool host... A newly promoted team. Last year they 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 beat Norwich four 0 or something like that on the opening day. They got Leeds this year. Then we have two Sunday matches: West Brom and Leicester, and then Tottenham and Everton. Which uh, I'll be looking forward to that one definitely. And then Monday, September the fourteenth, Brighton hosting Chelsea and Sheffield hosting Wolves. Um, so not really. Any star-studded uh, matches there, but the first week of the Premier League, you don't really need it. You're just kind of excited to go. Now, um, a big thing for us is you know we're we're giving you Premier League coverage from a you know standpoint of the United States, and that means that we have to discuss NBC's uh, broadcasting of the Premier League this season before anything. So. Um, there's more than 175 fixtures that will be exclusively shown on Peacock with the rest of the games on NBCSN and, you know, of course, the NBC family of channels. But um, to get Premier League on Peacock, you're going to have to pay $4.99 a month. Um, for that's the, that's the minimum. Then there's Peacock Premium which you'll have more stuff, live programming, full event replays. Um, and that's, I think there's that, that premium tier is nine ninety nine a month. Um, so I think we are done with NBC sports gold. It's just a P it's just Peacock. It's now? just that's Peacock. Like... Yeah. So okay. it's the same thing. It's just a different way for NBC to take our money. And I am not signed up for Peacock Premium, and I know that I won't be until I want to watch a I, match that is exclusive on Peacock. I was. I was were you? a little bit. Yeah, there was some, yeah, because there was just some older movies that I wanted to watch that were, some Hitchcock movies that I wanted to watch that were available on Peacock. So I did it, um, and then I just, I, I actually just canceled it the other day. So now I'm going to, I guess I'll wait for the first the first big game or first Chelsea game that's exclusively on Peacock, I'll wait for that. And then yeah, I I know I'll be back in. I know I'll have it by match day three because Arsenal Liverpool will be uh, exclusively hey, on Peacock. We Premier. had that on last when I was home. We had Arsenal uh, Liverpool on Peacock, and yeah. it went well for you. So maybe maybe Peacock is the way. Arsenal Liverpool the past two times uh, I've watched have went well. So uh, yeah, but I cannot yeah. imagine it's going to go well three times in a row, especially three times in a row, especially when there's more to play for at that point. Um, just before, uh, especially we get, when there's something to play for. Yeah. <laughs> uh, before we get deeper into this, um, we're really bad at our job. What do you it's, do? It's an Elton Wave production. Oh, you don't have to say it right at the beginning. They know what they're listening to. They click. Yeah, on but it. we have to. You know, it's just out of respect to the rest of uh, rest of the organization that includes uh, still mostly us. But um, you want to get into a little bit of your table predictions? Sure. Um, 
first off, we'll we'll we we can do a little bit of a debate. Um, but who do you have winning the 2020-2021 Premier League season? I got Manchester City. Okay. And uh, I don't know. There's something something about this season feels different. Than last season, where I last season, I think I still ended up picking. I think I still, I, I think I've picked Manchester City to win the past like three. Did years. you pick Spurs last year or something? Oh no, I did. Yeah, Spurs. I had this day after. rough, <laughs> and it was a long season too. So it was yeah. like by the time we got to the end of it, I what I had meant to say was like I think Spurs. Like my list was in terms of probability of teams to get an Amazon documentary by the end of the season. Oh, okay. That's what that my table was. I misunderstood what you were saying. Um, no, I did, yeah, I did, I did pick Spurs. Um, but in terms of, like, the top two dogs, as in uh, Liverpool and Manchester City, I believe I ended up having Manchester City over Liverpool, but there was something about Liverpool coming off that Champions League title. Um, that I wasn't surprised to see them sort of storm out of the gates. I and I feel like this season it's going to be different. I don't think they're going to be as they're going to be good, but I don't think they're going to be as in form or think, confident as they were. You um, think Andy Robertson's still going to be drunk, or do you think he's going to? Yeah, be he's going to be hungry. He's going to be fat. <laughs> yeah. fat Andy Robertson. Um, he's going to look like fucking uh, Steve Bruce. Yeah, or Wayne Knight. <laughs> the roly poly goalie. Yeah. So um, I also am picking Man City. I don't like when we agree, but I am picking Man City to win the title. Um, I think that, you know, De Bruyne is unmatched as a midfielder. Um, I'm confident that they uh, didn't need Leo Messi. I'm confident that they would win the league by more um, had they made that signing. But mm-hmm. they brought in Ferran Torres from Valencia, so he's another young winger. He kind of takes Leroy Sané's role, which Sané didn't play a big role last season because of injury, um, and then it's transferred to Bayern Munich. But um, they got, you know, City don't need help in the transfer market, and they got Ferran Torres for much cheaper than they should have because the state of things at Valencia. Um but then they brought in Nathan Ake in defense. Their defense last year was what kept them from, you know, challenging Liverpool harder. And mm-hmm. I do think that even though there is some pettiness between Manchester City and Napoli, I do think they will get the Koulibaly signing across the line. Um, that's Jared drinking out of a cup oh. loudly. I'm so sorry. I thought I hit mute. <laughs> no. That's my bad. Um, I so literally I, switched over to the yeah. green feed to mute, and I didn't do it. Love that for you. Um, so I do think that they'll get the Koulibaly signing across the line. Um, so two new center backs when they're very much in need of it. Um, and, of course, they still have Amir Laporte. We'll see if John Stone stays at the club. Um, there yeah, are some they, rumors linking him away. Yeah, um, and Ake is a solid option too because he's versatile. You know, mm-hmm. I was, he just played today, I believe, for um, the national team, and he's a left back. Yeah, so so they can use him. Pep can use him anywhere. Yeah, and back line. Um, so second place, I have Chelsea finishing second above Liverpool. Yeah, me too. <laughs> Jesus so Christ. <laughs> I'm sorry. So Chelsea, yeah, right now, especially with, and we can get into it, with the um, with Chelsea, with the transfer market that they've been able to have, it's really looking like a team that could challenge. I think they're still a little too young, which is why I put Manchester City above them. Not yeah. that I don't think they can. I think they have the, the ability to, to possibly even win it this year. But but it's it's just too early to tell, not having seen these players all play together um but picking them above liverpool is more down to my point that i said about liverpool i just don't think that they're going to you know come out of the gates the way they did um, i i to, think it's to a reuse that term yeah but like, I they also haven't signed really anyone yet i know no. they're they're trying to for whatever reason um lowball Bayern munich for tiago but which is we like if you have the chance to bring Tiago and if he wants to join your club, you pay the thirty million that that they're asking for. 
Um, yeah. I was like, there, there, there I'm, like, I'm, like, I'm like, Chelsea have paid a good amount. Yeah. Why don't you, like, but they have, but they've gotten some good deals. You know, like they yeah. saved probably 70 million in terms of what we expected Chilwell and Havertz both to cost combined versus what they ended up costing them. Yeah. Like, I mean, we don't need him. We just got like a, I'm, it's, it's, but like he's so good. It's like, just do it. Yeah. Chelsea clearly just, are willing to spend. Just like, yeah. Um, I think for Liverpool, it's a combination of, it's almost impossible to keep up the pace that they were at last season, which we saw post lockdown. Now, obviously, there's different things that go into that. Um, but I just don't see how a team could keep that level up. Now, if they do bring in Thiago, um, and you know he plays a huge role because there, there's rumors linking now Wijnaldum to Barcelona, um, mm-hmm. with his former international coach Ronald Koeman taking charge there. Weird. Um, but I think if if Thiago goes to Liverpool, that's an improvement on Wijnaldum, who. You could say they didn't really that, like. That's not like an improvement that was a glaring issue in Liverpool's no, team. They didn't really have glaring issues in that team. No, yeah, their midfield and their midfield is weirdly probably what I'm least worried about moving forward. Yeah, just because they have so many pieces that that kind of work in different areas, um, and there's just great depth, great depth there. I think it's mostly going to be down to. You know what the, the the front three brings. Although I think weirdly at times this past season they weren't all clicking at the same time, and they still were just so good. Um, you know, outside of the the big three of Firmino, Salah, uh, Mane, like at some point they need to bring in someone who is gonna shake up that that front three and yeah. you know bring some more competition because i think you know. i think minamino is a solid backup but i don't think he's like the competition to um push anyone out of the team i thought that timo Werner to liverpool would have been massive for them mm-hmm. competition for Firmino, who struggled who scored what two goals at anfield all season last year yeah. um and he's more than goals he's a you know a big part of you know that front three, even without the goals, but like bringing in someone like Werner would have been huge. And that's where we expected him to go before Chelsea kind of swooped in. So um, I'm assuming you have Liverpool third like I do. Sure do. We have the top four the same as we finish it off with Manchester United, I'm assuming. Yeah. Ah, mother. How the fuck did we pick the same top four? I don't know. But at least this now, now we can now what we can do is in terms of a graphic we can just release here's Footy Adu's official prediction yeah. for the top four. Um, I know the rest of our table is going to be different, so we might actually have to end up talking about nine through fifteen. Just we, to I shake think it up a I think bit. it's it, I um, think it's imperative now. <laughs> so so fourth was interesting. I almost kept them out. I almost said, you know what? I like what I like what I'm seeing. Um, from Mikel Arteta at Arsenal, and I was tempted to put them in in at fourth. Um, you put them in at fifth. I I put them in at fifth. You just got like same, you did. You got the same top yeah. five. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and we'll continue to go down to see. This will be a game. Uh, but so I almost had. Put what do you do? Is actually hosted by one person. Yeah, as you can tell by the voices. <laughs> uh, we edited and talking up, over each other. No, there's just something. There's something that I. I mean, I saw. Something that I was thinking when I had the uh, the community shield on. Ultimately, Minamino got that goal. Obviously, Arsenal went on to win on penalties. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you know, when I was watching them, he I think he just has I think he has that back line at times set up so well. Yeah, I think uh, he has the back line overperforming for the players that are involved. Right. Yeah. Exactly. And there's and, I, and you know there's there's signings that have been made to improve that too. Yeah, and I think they close up space pretty well. I think like it's hard sometimes, like especially when they're protecting a, a lead, you know, uh, which they you know did in the in the FA Cup final, and they did in the uh, you know we're trying to in the Community Shield. I think that 
it has performed well. And, and to your point, yeah, especially for the personnel that he has. So I've been impressed by that. Um, and of course, you know, Aubameyang is sort of on this hot streak. If he can continue that into the next season, then that'll be big. Because I think be mostly, lovely. I think because Arsenal's thing, Arsenal's biggest thing is defensive mistakes and I think that they're more disciplined now under Arteta than they had been recently so that was a big thing that almost I I, I initially had put Arsenal at four but then I had thought about how you know I was I was swiftly reminded by myself about you know like Manchester Manchester United they were what they were out of the top four after lockdown like when lockdown ended yeah, and, and and they were so impressive in getting it, and then you know, and, of course, they added penalties. Donny Van de Beek. Yeah, <laughs> of course, they added Donny Van Van de Beek. But I think like Bruno Fernandez's first full season with them, I think Pogba's going to come back, and I think he'll actually be his attitude will be better because they kind of are building something there. Yeah. So I think that will be kind of hard for Arsenal to take over. But I think Arsenal will improve, and I and I think we're going to look at the end of the season. Of course, there'll be banter among fans and clubs stuff like that but i think it will be seen as a successful improvement and a step forward for arteta's arsenal yeah so with manchester united i pick them fourth as well so um i don't see them getting sancho uh brucey dortmund already said that he's gonna stay that i mean just because the club's like he's gonna stay doesn't actually mean that we've seen it a hundred times where the club says this player is staying this season and they sell him on deadline day for a huge fee so um, he doesn't really. He doesn't mind staying. Though. No, That's like he's fine thing. with it. He's he's so. completely fine with it. Do I think maybe they get him in January or they make the deal in January so that he comes in next season? I think that's a possibility. But mm-hmm. um, the the signing of Van de Beek from uh, from Ajax, I think, is a really good one. I don't see how against big clubs how they play those three big midfielders at the same time. Um, so no, you're can. going to need either one of Fred McTominay or Matic as a more defensive option. Um, It'll be, yeah, it's going to be probably more likely McTominay, but Matic would be a a solid. It it would be likely that that the new signing there, Van de Beek, is the, of of course, if everyone's healthy, um, he would be the first option off the bench in that situation. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. But also a, a quick little tidbit on him. So he is one of now... I think five or six Ajax players that have left Ajax in recent years and taken um, the number 34 shirt because of their teammate who collapsed during a friendly and went into a coma for like a year or something like that. Uh, Nuri at Ajax. Oh, okay. That's and where, that's he's, where. Yeah. So that's why he's wearing 34. Um, I believe Brighton signed um, Joel Veltman. Who's a he can play center back and right back. He took thirty four. Um, Justin Clivert at Roma wears thirty four. So that's, um, that's pretty cool. That's a, it's just a cool thing to see that that club mm-hmm. really you know sticks together even when the players are leaving. Yeah. Um, so I was going to take an ad break after we were done the top four, but I want to take an ad break after we have something different in our table predictions. Okay, it could be right now. It could be right now. Number, f- we did five is Arsenal. We did five. Six. I have, Hotspur. you have Tottenham, okay. But that's okay. where it's going to be different. So we, uh, right. I have Wolves. I didn't mean to cut you off like No, that. no, no, you're we, good. Uh, yeah. you, uh, so on the camera, you froze, so I couldn't tell if you were going to talk. Oh, okay. So, yeah, because you, <laughs> yeah. yeah, you were like, I have, uh, what, I'm sorry, what? What's that? Excuse me, you, you had who? You have Tottenham? So I wolves. have okay. Wolves so that is, in yeah. sixth. And so what about Wolves? Because, like, let's see. Let's look at Wolves. Like, last year, I mean, Wolves finished... They Tottenham and Wolves finished level on points. Yeah. So yeah. my whole thing with Wolves is um, they aren't really selling. Mm-hmm. Like, and they have less matches this season. They're not in European football, which is... Disappointing for them. Um, are they still in Europa League? No, Europa League already happened. Everything's over. Everything is so confusing. Holy my gosh. No. Um, they... Where, where they I don't remember the thing. It's a, it's a completely erased from my mind them going out of the Europa League. Who did, who knocked them out? I want. It wasn't Sevilla, right? Sevilla knocked out United. 
I don't know. Can you edit that out? Hey, cut that. Cut that out. <laughs> uh, let's oh see. D- 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 my brain d- is broken. Yeah, they lost to Sevilla in the quarterfinal. Okay, so Sevilla beat them and then beat United? <laughs> yeah. And just to be clear, before we take this ad break, Wolves, Wolves. are not still no. in the competition <laughs> that ended weeks ago. Uh, <laughs> I said it that I'm like, oh, wait. Yeah, Inter Sevilla was a, there was a final. I yeah. watched it. Um, My God. <laughs> what about Tottenham? Is it you know is this a good finishing six for them? Are they disappointed they're finishing six? What are your thoughts on on this upcoming season under Jose Mourinho? That's the weird thing because like they finished sixth last year, but like it was you know they they had kind of a rough start to the season and Mourinho came in and and steadied the ship a little bit. You know, it was inconsistent, but they ended up ultimately getting up in six. They're like, you know, with the the money that they, you know, the new stadium, money that they've put into Tottenham recent years, sixth is a disappointment. They they yeah. have to feel the way things have gone that they should be pushing for that top four. But right now, I mean, we'll see because the, the top four has vastly improved with Liverpool and City being well above everyone. And now... United and Chelsea over the past two windows, essentially, really bolstering that squad to to close that 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 gap um, above them. And I just don't necessarily know if Tottenham have done anything, but I just think that you know I think uh, Mourinho's um, you know, fall from grace as one of the great managers is greatly exaggerated. I think he's yeah. a solid manager, and I think Tottenham kind of fits fits him a little bit. So, and I, I think that we're going to see a pretty solid season out of him. And I think it's more it's more going to be about um, just you know that that top four is going to be uh, a lot a lot stronger, and it's. It's more about the top four than it is really about fifth and sixth, yeah. in my opinion. Now, you think that six is going to be a disappointing season for Spurs, and uh, we'll just wait to hear where I have them. But we are going to take oh. a quick oh, break. We'll be right back after this. Enjoying Footy You Do? If you're a fan of Zach and Jared's, you're going to love another Iltoe production, Banana Land. Each week, we'll talk about socially dystopian topics that are sure to get you talking. Topics like the Mandela Effect, what your tombstone will say, or even the origins of mankind. There's something for everyone. Sounds interesting, right? Check us out on Twitter, Instagram, and stream wherever you listen to podcasts. Do you enjoy forms of entertainment that usually take 90 to 120 minutes to complete? Do you expect that time frame to include moments of sheer drama, utter heartbreak, or end-to-end action? No, we're not talking about the 2017 FA Cup Final. We're talking about the movies. The movies. On Cue the Banter, Jared and I talk about our favorite movies and try to get each other to watch those movies. And we try to convince you to watch those movies as well. Add them to your queue and let the banter ensue. Cue the banter, an Illtoweight podcast. Welcome back. That was an ad break. You know, you've, you've heard of those. Jared, do you know what ad breaks are? Rough. Was that you? Yeah. Was, was it you that? in the ad break? Was it me? Was it Sal? Who knows? I have no idea. That's the, that's the, that's the kicker. Who knows? I guess we'll find well, out. We've been doing, yeah. We have, well, we have this interesting thing that's been developing at, um, on, cue the banter where nick will just he just last episode he brought up a character from a movie and then he was then forced himself to make a new ad oh my god he <laughs> so, is such because yeah, we talked about i'm the, sure he'll email that to me in 40 years no no, no it's just he does it, it he and just puts it in the episodes it's oh, okay. for it's for Banana Land and for uh, Footy Do. This one was for Banana Land. He uh, we were talking about somehow got onto the John Travolta movie Gotti. He plays like a, a gangster mobster, and basically he's like, yeah, that's what the ad is. And then he's like, oh, they went to the break, and he's like, oh, I have to make an ad now. And, and he's like, I you know, fuck, it's John Gotti here. Um, when I was alive. 
<laughs> my favorite types that you know I like talking about you know favorite cured Italian meats uh, you know what I what what do you want on your tombstone I know what I have on mine uh, <laughs> yeah so yeah just ridiculous absolutely just ridiculous um, so I said that you'd be a little surprised where I had Spurs I don't have them seventh I have Spurs down an eight. No, it's not that surprising. No, it was you made, you, you, cliffhanger, man. Cliffhanger. That's clickbait. That's clickbait. Keep Whoever, people They said, they said oh, man, I gotta stay because I gotta figure this out. But who um, do I have seventh? That's the question. I know exactly who you have seventh. You absolutely know who I have seventh, and it's the... It's basically because I can't picture the man leading this team finishing below seventh. And that's, uh... That's where I've that's where I've uh, gone with this one. Who who's your guess is my seventh place pick? My so I based I have no idea now based on what you just I'm said. I'm glad I threw you a curveball. You threw me a curveball. Who was your guess? I was gonna say you had Southampton. No 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 no. You can't, you can't see this person going. Oh, it's you have Sheffield. No. Okay, so your answer makes no sense. Seventh place, me. Carlo Ancelotti's Everton. That doesn't make any sense. It does. I, that, it no, does. no, no, no! Your hint They're doesn't gonna make bring any in. sense. Yeah, it does. No, that's I don't fine. See... Your hint makes no fucking sense. Where's the, what's the lowest Carlo Ancelotti has ever finished in his managerial career? Uh, 12th? I don't know. I don't they know. Finished twelfth last year. He didn't take. He about? didn't take charge of them for the full season. Who cares? Neither did Mourinho. He still finished in sixth. What are you talking about? Oh my gosh! It was a bad hint. A bad hint. They sacked Potch real early. Mourinho had more time. Uh, I'm I'm picking Everton. Where going did seventh. To They're bringing eight below. Finish him and Ancelotti. Seven. Him and Ancelotti took charge know, at the same fucking bring, time. That's why I'm bringing it up. Such a full season. Hint. Full. Now, if you had season. said like, if it was like Tony Pulis, and you're like, oh, I'm picking them at twelfth because I can't see this guy finishing below twelfth, <laughs> then I'd be like, oh, okay. Yeah, that's a good. That's a good shout. James um, Rodriguez to the Premier League with. Everton, weird. Why is this happening? <laughs> I don't know what's going on, and I'm absolutely loving it. Um, I don't know. Is it going to be one of those moves where like this player made a move to a big club, and two months in we realize it was a huge mistake? Yeah, I don't know. Who knows? Is I it... mean, like I, I had put. We talk about this all the time because it's Everton. I I had put them like I think initially when I was doing it, I'm like I'm gonna put them up to like fifth. Yeah, because of these moves. Yeah. Then I'm like, ever. I, but it's Everton. I but I, you, you put too much stock into Everton at your own peril, and I was yeah. not falling for it. That's going to be like, oh, it's going to be Everton. They're going to be fifth, and then we're going to be like, wow, do you guys see what's happening right now? Everton are in seventeenth after yeah. ten games. What's happening? Why isn't this working? Yeah. So I decided to go for it because I do have confidence in Everton going into every single Premier League season. At some point, it's got to turn out, right? <laughs> no, absolutely not. Did I have confidence in the New York Mets going into every season. Did you see the report that like uh, DC United were looking at eventually, at some point, bringing Gilfie Sigurdsson along? I did not. I don't know. It wasn't like it wasn't like oh they're looking into him this year because I saw it. I'm like, wait, why like, would they look at like why would you go now? <laughs> like your team's getting good, um, but it was like in the future. I was like, oh. I Okay. That's a weird and report. Like a DC United. That's a weird report. Like, no. For a thirty-year-old Icelandic player for an MLS team to be like, "Hey, we'll we'll get you in a couple of years." Also, I'm looking. I'm on transfer market right now. Look, just so I have like the the recent moves in the Premier League. Poor Glenn Murray. Where did he go? Watford, right? Yeah. Brighton staying up. Yeah. Glenn Murray gets to stay in the. Glenn front. Murray relegated. Oh uh, yeah. You just hate to say it because every year we have we have players that are relegated and then they come back up, but that's that's just one that you hate to see. Where yeah, like the great escape for up. James Bree right back at Aston Villa. Obviously, I don't think he was a starter, but now he's at Luton. Yeah, so um, they did just bring in Matty Cash, the fullback from Nottingham Forest. I think that's going to be a good signing. I know a couple of big six clubs had looked at him yeah. as a possible option. I know Spurs had interest in him last season um that's but, just yeah. yeah that i mean it the worst is when you get promoted yeah 
you get promoted and then you go back down. So it's like, yeah, it's like, oh, guys, Newcastle got promoted, but we're going to swap strikers with uh, West Brom, who just went down. Yeah, like it was weird when um, Bournemouth's first season in the Premier League, and they had, no one expected Bournemouth to stay up, and they had Matt Ritchie, and Bournemouth stayed up, and Newcastle got relegated, and Matt Ritchie forced a move to Newcastle. He forced a move? Yeah. Yeah, so I know you. I know you don't like him. I fucking hate. And now Matt I Ritchie. hate him. That's the dumbest yeah. thing I've ever heard in my entire life. All right, so let's um, let's not get into mid-table obscurity too much here. Yeah. So I, I mean, like I have I have Leicester at seventh. Okay. Followed by Southampton at eighth, and I have Everton at ninth. I All wasn't right. willing to put Everton any lower. So I have Everton seven, Spurs eight, Leicester ninth. I think the Europa League um, campaign for them will. Um, you know, kind of halt their the progress that they've made. My table position um, sucks. It's gonna be so bad. Although I have been confident in recent years, and then yeah. you look back and it's like, oh, Jared, hey, remember that time you picked Spurs? I round out the top ten now. Yeah, this is my shock pick. I think of the entire table. Tenth place, newly promoted, Leeds United. I love the Rodrigo We're- signing. We were um, shitting on them like two days ago. Oh yeah, I fully think they'll finish twentieth, but they're finishing <laughs> in the top ten, baby. It's either tenth uh, I mean, or twentieth. They, you know, they have Rodrigo. You know, they brought in a center back. They signed they're a making, young striker from the Arsenal academy. Um, they're making they're making moves. Yeah, and um, there there's plenty more to come um, if reports are believe, be believed for Leeds United, but um, I want to hop down to the drop zone. Okay, well, well, before we do that, I'm going to finish my top ten. Yeah. I round mine out with, with Wolves in tenth. And now I'm okay. looking at it, I'm like, is are Wolves, are Wolves too low? <laughs> Did I put them too low? Because they literally finished in the same amount of points as... Spurs. As Spurs. And they're consistent and they they had a rough start to the season as well they were not clicking in the beginning of the season but remember they did they did sell Doherty to uh Spurs uh it's the Doherty factor yes I I was thinking about that when I made this table prediction (laughs) so they were uh trying to get Ainsley Maitland-Niles from Arsenal um and now it very much seems like he's going to stay Especially I mean, if if wolves don't increase their bid from fifteen million, because and if the, I think Maitland more. Niles needs to say like, look, change the kit, and I'll be I'm, I'm yeah. there. Get rid of that fucking they deserve shitty to go down. away kit. They deserve to go down. Wolves twentieth, <laughs> just based on kits. I've made relegation picks based on kits before. I think I had one year I predicted Watford to go down because their fucking kit looked terrible. Well, now they have the championship. Style yeah. kit, their yeah. kids like their their kids. They they could take a chance. Yeah, they could yeah. take a chance. Um, yeah, I mean, was that was the was your infamous uh, Huddersfield survive? Was that down to any sort of kit influence or? It was not. It was down to Aaron Moy, mm. who is now in China. He's now in China. So Brighton, bye bye. <laughs> Brighton, you're getting relegated to China. So. Um, my bottom three, should, do we go 18, 19, 20, or do we go 20, 19, 18? We say who's finishing bottom of the barrel first? We go 18, 19, okay. 20. A team that nearly survives for me, that barely survived Oh, let's say, yeah, season. let's start with 16th. Let's give okay. me 16th through 20th. 16th, West Ham. I, West Ham are my opposite Everton. I never, no matter what they do, I will never have confidence in West Ham doing anything. And they refuse to go down. Yeah, and they just fucking refuse. Um, so I have West Ham 16. Okay. What about you? I also have a team in Clareton Blue. Okay. In 16th. Aston Villa. All right. Um, I have a lot of explaining to do in terms of my bottom. (laughs) 17. I have uh, Fulham. Ooh, I have. I predicted Fulham to not even. Not even get close to relegation. No, they're not even in my table. <laughs> Where? What? What do you mean? The, did I like miss a number? Who do I have? In this is. This is wild. Top quality fucking commentary. Fulham's here. not even in my table. The Europa do League. I some, oh, I have. Oh no 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 Fulham. No, Fulham, Fulham 16th. 
Sorry. Fulham or sixteenth. Fulham or sixteenth. I have Aston. Cause so I. Okay, and the Europa League is it. still happening. Let's just get to it. Let's just get to it. I had originally put Fulham in the bottom. Okay. But I had recently said to you, I actually don't remember if it was on the podcast or just over the phone, I had made the bold prediction that every single promoted team was staying up this season, and I felt, even if it wasn't on air, on the podcast, yeah, I felt I need to stick with it. Okay. So I switched it, but I kept Aston Villa in twice and never put Fulham back. So Fulham at 16th, I have Leeds narrowly surviving at 17th place, and then... We can go into our who start. Game. Who is the team that is closest to staying up in 18th place, but ends up going down for you? West Ham, baby. I love it. I fucking love the pick. Get them the, thing, the, the fuck West, out the, of here. The, every year, I want. I want to see the. I want to see the Olympic yeah. Stadium on BN Sports. I know, Dude, Doug. They got some ESPN Plus. It's a shame though, because West Ham got some fire kits, but some bad football. It's I've so. So I will say, as we now know, I have Aston Villa also getting relegated. So Burnley are the only Claret and Blue team to Left, stay up. Oh next. my god! So you have you have Villa at what nineteenth? I have Villa at nineteenth. Okay, so my eighteen nineteen. I have Villa eighteen. We both okay. agree they're going down. I don't know that they like. Listen, the the transfer window is open another month. It doesn't close until October. I think there may be a potential suitor in that time frame for Jack Grealish. Um, yeah. Or, look, in West Ham's case, it's not completely out that Chelsea aren't still going to go for Declan, Declan Rice. Rice. And that would be a huge, a huge get goes, for a team. Then they have to play Mark Noble. So, therefore, yeah. they will be going down. So uh, They also sold a winger to uh, West Brom. Who'd they sell? Oh, the the young... Brady Dian- yeah. Diangana. And Mark Noble tweeted that he was unhappy with that move. Yeah. Today was a day of call- of captains calling out their club. Um, of course, the two most famous captains in the world, Mark Noble and Leo Messi. Um, of course. So, of course. 19th, the Seagulls on the South Coast oh. are going down. Fuck them, man. They they sent Shane Duffy to Celtic, bro. Yeah, what was that about? Why did they send? Why they do that? Apparently, uh, Chelsea aren't in for Lewis Dunk anymore. So, well, they Veltman is a center back, so or he, he can play center back and right back. I assume he's going to play center back for Brighton, and that's where that that made um, Duffy expendable. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, I want to hear who you have bottom of the table first. I I'm confused considering you have. Uh, the newly promoted teams staying up. Yeah, I so, have West Brom at 14th. Can I can Fulham I, at 16th and Leeds at 17th? I need to look at this and guess. I don't this think you have dumb. I don't think you have Brighton 20th, do you? I got Brighton 20th, baby. You have they Brighton 20th. Aaron, they got rid of Aaron Moy, man. Fuck um, Neil Mape. He can go It's literally it's uh, either going to be Brighton or it's going to be one of the I've I've got West Brom at the bottom. I was like looking through. What are you talking about? West Brom are staying up, my guy. West Brom are no chance. They brought it. They brought in the winger from West Ham. We just brought. We just (laughs) talked. We just we just talked about this. I got a center back from Wigan. Who they they signed from Wigan? uh, Cedric Kipre. Um. So West Brom, their current their current total market value. Um. Is the they're the only Premier League team to not have a market value above a hundred million. So Leeds are second to last with hundred and twenty eight million euros as their uh, value. West Brom seventy four. They're more than fifty million euros off the next lowest valued team. I don't think there's any chance West Brom stay up. Sounds like it's going to be super impressive when they do. It really does. This is it? so. This is my this is my Huddersfield pick. Of course, West Brom's a bigger club, but here's the thing: West Brom didn't get rid of Aaron Moy and send him to China. Yeah, but they it's it's not like they have Aaron Moy. That's fair. That's um, West Brom go down. No, I yeah. I mean, I don't know. I I'm the most confident in West Brom out of all of these teams. Really? I have them the highest. All right. Listen, that's. Fulham, if you well, want, I mean, if you want to make that ridiculous claim, just like asking if Wolves are in the Europa League still, that's that's on you. I don't know what I can do for you there, um, but 
sounds like I'm uh, on the lookout for a new co-host. I don't know, man. West Brom were gone for a while. They were, I mean, they were also what? Like, top of the championship for the longest time? No, it was No, Leeds league. were up there. West Brom were looking like they were going to, um, like they were going to finish in that automatic spot pretty easily, and then it got a little dicey towards the end, but they ended up uh, staying there. Right. So... That I I think we ha- I think we could get some of these right, Jar. I think maybe we'll at least get two of them right a piece. I wonder I I wonder if I like still have. I think I probably deleted it last year's table. I should have kept it up until now, so we can look at it because last year was rough. But so this year, I would like for us to keep track of our. Our predictions, right? Our predictions week to week, because I would love to just see where um, where where our table would be on our week to week basis. Yeah. If so, we were to make predictions, because obviously predicting week to week is totally different. Yeah. Um, I but, would love to see um, West Brom finish 14th in both my tables, because it's going to happen. <laughs> but what we'll do going going forward on the pod. We will finish the episode with the prediction of what either is clearly considered or what we can consider to be the match of the week. And I'm, this is very impromptu. You have no clue I'm asking you to, to predict this, but Sunday, September 13th in North London, Spurs hosting Everton. Who do you think takes this one? Now this is your what sixth place team against your ninth. Yeah. For me, it's seven eight. I. So this is the match. This is the. Uh, this is this is the the, the roaming rooster. Right the roaming rooster match of the week. Yeah. Um. It's in North London, or is it, it at? Is. Okay. It is. Yeah, I'm gonna go two one, two one Spurs. Okay, I'm gonna go two one Everton. We will okay. keep track. It, it is going to be interesting. To it is going to be interesting to see at the end of the season what our table would look like. But considering I'm picking Everton to finish so high, I feel like I got to start them off in a in a good spot. So I'll pick Everton two one. But um, over the next coming weeks, we're going to learn more plans for the Premier League and the you know government in the UK about fans coming back into games. It's looking like October is a very real possibility um, for yeah. the Premier League to have fans at a reduced capacity, of course, but um, we could see some fans back at games um, then. I know we're seeing some test runs at friendlies. You know, Brighton hosted Chelsea for a friendly and had fans in there, and they host Chelsea week one here. So um, I'm excited to see what that's going to look like with some, you know, groups of, you know, family members sitting together with, spaced out because the, the rules in the UK are still pretty strict as far as um, you know who you can be in contact with um, yeah they also respect their military oh, we're going we're going there um, but as always footy you do this episode was brought to you by Herman Kane oh my god <laughs> Um, but I think we can leave it there if that if that's cool with you. We're not going to end on Herman Cain. Um, when do so the PFA just came out with stuff. When does that stuff get announced? I think like it will be this... announced in four days on the eighth, I believe. Okay, four so days from going, recording, so it'll be announced. Going... We'll we'll talk about that next time we record. All right, which will be after the after games. the after the so games. like we're yeah the new season will start. It's coming. Um, it's coming quickly. So let's yeah. So 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 I have I'll, I'll I'll raise a question for you, and it's in two parts. Who wins the PFA Player of the Year, and who wins the PFA Player of the Year? Love that. I'm gonna go Kevin De Bruyne, and then I'm gonna go Kevin De Bruyne. 
So he's going to win it two years in a row. Yes. He'll take it again next year. I almost said Sterling. I guess I mean, we, do have, we do have City winning. So it is kind of... Yeah. We do have City winning the league. Obviously, like, they didn't win this past year, but he was just so insane. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, De Bruyne... I don't know if he's going to... I don't think he's going to win it two years in a row. Who Did do you, he do... Who, who won... Who won... The player of the year, the two years they won the league. Um, like what's the last year? Let me, let me, PFA. Well, Salah won it because he scored 32 goals the one year. I oh, know, yes. And then. And Van Dyke, so it was two Liverpool guys. Yeah. All right, so maybe it'll be two City games. It'll yeah. be De Bruyne and De Bruyne. It's only, it's for, if they give it to. Nothing against Henderson because he had a great season. But to give it to Henderson and make the argument, oh, well, like, he was vital to this team, not just on the stat sheet, but because he's their captain and they won the league. That's just like, I mean, let's look at the past two years. You guys gave it to Liverpool two years in a row. Are they really going to give it to him three years in a row? We'll see, man. Who do you think? I'm going to, yeah, I'm going to go De Bruyne... And then, hmm, it's hard not to pick De Bruyne again, but I want to just. You got to go, Jared, our top fives were the same. You have to pick someone different for this season. So De Bruyne wins it for this past season. Yeah, he rightfully wins it for this past season. Um, Audio media. I know, I know. I'm 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 running through. Cause I gotta look at my table because it's gonna be someone in the top four at the very least. It's gonna go to Bruno Fernandez. Ooh, if I was gonna pick a United player, I'd obviously pick Jesse Lingard because he's the most talented player. At Messi that club. Lingard, Messi Lingardino. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um. All right. So we got De Bruyne, De Bruyne, yeah. Fernandez, De Bruyne. Yeah. Or, <sighs> De Bruyne I like if it, I, Very I, I don't know. I don't want to like jinx. I, I, I guess I'm like I'm wear, wary of like jinxing a Chelsea player. I'm wary of give it to, this, I mean, of this podcast becoming a dumpster fire before we nah. uh, before we like, sign off. If it's a Chelsea player, I give it to Ziyech, who's won it in the Dutch league multiple years, and or it could be Werner. But they rarely give it to like oh this guy was a striker who scored the most goals. Yeah, that's what he's supposed to do. When yeah. Salah scores a lot of goals, it's like, oh, but he's a winger. So yeah, like, but he started crazy. a little bit wider. Yeah, so like I it's smile. more. <laughs> it's impressive. I smile. <laughs> Fucking yeah, one big song. That's All right. <laughs> so yeah, uh, the striker scored the most goals in the Premier League. He starts right he in even, front of the goal. He doesn't even <laughs> make the team of the year, yeah. even though he's on the short list for Player of the Year. He doesn't even make team of the year. I, that happens. That's what he's supposed to do. So, so I think the funny thing is, you know, so De Bruyne got what twenty? He matched Terry Henry's twenty assists. Mm-hmm. Um, so he he tied the record. Ozil had nineteen assists in 2015-16, which, spoiler alert, Ozil's still an Arsenal player somehow. Wild. Um, but so Ozil was nominated for PFA Player of the Year and then was left out of PFA Team of the Year that same year. So it who is made, now who made the. Like who made the midfield? That's the question. It's it's a weird it's a weird. Award. Well, because the whole thing is they have different rules each season. Sometimes they're like, we want every single player to play in the exact spot in the exact same place on this. And then the other years they're like, well, we have to change the formation because this player wouldn't be in it. And like, doesn't make any my sense. My husband so, is a god. Yeah, that's I I heard that in my voice as yeah. I was saying. Um, Dimitri Payet. Dele Alli and N'Golo Kante uh, all made it. and So Kante won player of the year that year, correct? Yeah. Or... No, 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 no. Oh, this was the that this was, was Leicester. That that was Mares. Okay, so this is the Leicester. So, Mar- yeah, Mares was yeah Mares was in. So it's Payet, right? They take Payet. Payet was in there. Yeah. Payet, so Payet, Kante, and who else? Payet. Conte, Ali, and Mares were the midfield four. It was a four-four-two. Which this is wild. Hector I mean, Bellerin was in the t- the PFA team of the year. That's, that, weird. that's wild. Like I mean, Payet, like 
Payet and Dele Alli were certainly more exciting players than Ozil that year. Yeah. That's the weird thing. But, that's, like, that's where, like, but like, like, that, like, the one year where Coutinho made Team of the Year, he had four goals, five assists. Like, Hazard um, never really had a super high goal and assist count. It was more, like, around, like low double digits. Yeah. But, like, obviously there's other things you take into account. But, like, sometimes there's just an excitement factor that kind of edges people over. I mean, fa- like, I don't even know. What was the Team of the Year for – I'm going to look up the Team of the Year for 2014-15. Because that was the year that Fabregas had 19. Um, 19 assists, right? 19 yeah. assists. Yeah, because I remember it was like you guys were like, super excited about the Ozil thing. And then he, well, because that's he the whole thing. Track that, to pass it. Yeah, he, 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 he broke the, the record. In both so, years. It was like, yeah. they were like, oh, yo, they're going to do it. And then yeah. In the 2015-16 season, we had a player score in consecutive games. We had that record. Uh, Jamie Vardy scored in 11 consecutive games, and Ozil had an assist in the record seven consecutive games. Uh, see, this is a wild team of the year for 2014-15. Okay. When Mourinho season, uh, title winning season. Uh, Costa, Kane. Why do you start at the strikers? Start from the okay, back. Okay, David De Gea, whatever. I was going to end in the, the midfield is the interesting one. That was going to be okay. the last one. Okay. So it was De Gea... It's an all Chelsea back four. Ivanovic, not really. As it's Ivanovic, Cahilla, 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 Cahilla. Yeah, the Spanish. Uh, uh, Ivanovic, Cahill, Terry, and Ryan Bertrand. <laughs> <laughs> so not all playing for Chelsea, but an all Chelsea back four. Yeah. You have Costa and Kane up top. You have Hazard. Okay. Player of the year. Yeah. You have the. Coutinho, who I mentioned, he had the four goals, five assists. This was like that that year. Alexis Sanchez and Nemanja Matic. Interesting. Matic that, was really good that year. He was. Vital to that team. He was. Um, yeah. So, so the, the the selection process for Team of the Year is right. definitely always. It's weird because I mean, like, but yes, here's the thing: this Matic was he was partnered next to Fabregas, who had 19 assists. Here's the thing, so, though. Like, I would love. To have this discussion, this is a 2020-2021 season preview, and so we are talking talk about, about the 2014. <laughs> we're talking about the 2014-15 team of the season. Next, we're going to get into how many goals did our Alan Shearer score in his first season with Newcastle, and I don't want to go that ra- down how that rabbit hole. How many goals did Aaron Ramsdale give up this year? Banana Land does enough of the rambling for yeah. all of Ilto Way. Isn't it? Yeah, um, it's an interesting. It's weird what they. How it's much, weird how it's they weird decide once, the team what, each year. When the stats are important. Yeah. Because like, <laughs> you see, like, that, that's the point I was trying to make. That's how we started on the tribal. Like, De Bruyne, 20 assists. He broke the record for assists. There's no way you can keep him out of the team. Who's the best player in the season? Messer Nozzle, 19 assists. Eh. Just no spot. Yeah. I, I mean, what is De Bruyne? De Bruyne had, what, like 15, 16 goals this year, too? The, yeah, he did have a lot of fucking goals. And every single one of them was just a banger. Yeah, like he had like four goal of the year comp, like, yeah. nominees. Yeah, the, who won it? Who won it this past year? Goal of the year? Was it Son? They gave Son. it to Son, didn't they? Yeah, I hated that goal. It's good, but like I don't know, that was just. Bad. It just looks like someone should fast. take the yellow card and just take. Yeah, he's just fast. Yeah. Like I'd rather them dribble around. I've seen like solo goals where they have to actually dribble the ball around, and there, there's actually, uh, you know, a chance that. They might lose it, yeah. where he's just like, "Let me kick it forward." I mean, it was a great goal. Yeah. I feel like great goal. Follow us on Twitter. <laughs> we hate Spurs. Follow us on. <laughs> my, <laughs> my yeah. husband is a gun. Uh, follow <laughs> us on Twitter. <laughs> at <laughs> I'm an eagle wearing a hat. <laughs> follow us on Twitter. <laughs> this is a nightmare. <laughs> at what do you do? That's um, that's our intro. Whenever yeah. we talk American, like if like next time the U.S. is in the World Cup, that's our intro. Yeah. What do you do? I'm an eagle wearing a hat. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, listen. If you haven't seen that video on Twitter, that's your own fucking fault. Go find it. Follow us oh, on Twitter at what do you do. And at Ilto Eight Podcast, follow us on Instagram at Footy Do and at Ilto Eight Podcast. Um, like, rate, review, subscribe wherever you listen. Whether you listen on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, if you're weird and use like Podbean, who knows? Go for it. Hit that like button. Hit that Overcast. follow. Hit that subscribe. Just make sure 
that when a new podcast is out, it'll be right on your feed. And you just click play. It's nice and easy. Being subscribed to podcast, being subscribed to podcasts is the easiest thing in the world. It really is. Jared, as always, take Pardon us now. fucking home, man. Pardon our English. I'm not even going to end the episode here. I'm just going to leave you with, it can only get better from here, right? Oh, boy. New season. <laughs> <laughs>